welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one lawful page of Talmud every day. And the law is very much on the minds of the rabbis in today's pages, Eruvin 77 and 78. Here's what they say. With what are we dealing here in this case that they're discussing? We're dealing with domains by rabbinic law. And the sages reinforced their statements even more than those of the Torah. Due to their severity, Torah laws are generally observed. Therefore, there is no need to impose decrees and enactments in order to preserve them. The same is not true of rabbinic decrees. If people ignore the preventive measures, they might come to violate the entire enactment. This kind of really interesting idea of there actually being a need to enforce certain laws more than others is the subject of our conversation today with our guest. He is Officer Jacob Novikov, the Vice President of the NYPD Shomrim Society. Hello. Hello. So first of all, before we begin, tell us a little bit about the Shomrim Society. What is it? Yeah, so we are the second oldest fraternal organization within the New York City Police Department. And I'll be representing the society, not the views and viewpoints of the city or the police department, just to make that clear. But so we are a collective of all the Jewish police officers and Jewish civilian personnel within the New York City Police Department. So that puts you in a prime rabbinic position to answer this question that is at the heart of our discussion today, which is, you know, the rabbis are observing that there are some laws that need more enforcement than others, that there are some measures that need to be taken to guarantee the sort of overall cohesion of of a set of laws. I assume that this is something that in your work as a police officer you see every day. A hundred percent. Tell us about it. So it's interesting. As a society, we call upon a group of people called police officers to go and enforce various laws. and, And if we see any infractions, we're to deal with them. And it's an interesting parallel how we have things that you can have either Doraita or Dorabanan, and the Rabbanan will treat that differently also if you, let's say, break Shabbos, or you eat Chametz on Pesach, right? Everything has like different levels of severity. So it's interesting as a police officer, we have what's called discretion, which uh, I guess is kind of analogous to a Rav giving you like a heter almost. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, it's not like a one for one, but context is important. So, yes, the law is if someone is going 56 miles per hour in a 55 mile per hour zone, yes, technically, by law, as written, he's in violation. However, built into the system, police discretion, where we look at the context, you pull someone over for speeding, you say, is everything okay? Is there a reason why you're speeding? My wife is pregnant. We're rushing to the hospital. Okay, there it would not be prudent for the police officer to issue the citation. And so I assume that puts you in a kind of position in which every day is a series of of hundreds, if not thousands, of of little decisions like that. So what do you turn to for guidance? I mean, other than, of course, you know, common sense is there, but are there kind of like overarching principles or or ideas that you rely on as, as you make these constant harrowing decisions that sometimes are literally life and death, you know, your own and, and those of others? Right. So it's a, it's a culmination of so many different things that come into play when I make a decision. So I always fall back on training. That's like level one. So every jurisdiction, every city, every town, municipality, whatever, has its own setting guides of principles and policies. There's also the city law, city charter, state law. All these things have to come into play. But the one thing that permeates through all of that is kind of my set of values, right? 
is the decision that I make going to make a net positive for the community? Or if I write the citation, is it going to take away something from the community? Meaning, am I doing something just to be punitive or is it actually going to be helping out? That's at least for me personally. So I, I fall back on my training, right? There are certain policies that remove my capability of discretion. So for example, if it's a, a high level felony, it doesn't matter what my personal opinion is on the matter. It's a must arrest situation and we let the judicial system take over from there. If it's something that could be considered like a misdemeanor, I don't want to call it a medium level crime. That that kind of is, um, right. is a misnomer. But if it's something that's lower level where it's not like a life or death type of situation and I do get to make that decision, okay, I'll look at it and I'll say, okay, individual did X. Well, let's look at the context. If I check their name in my database, have they been issued this type of ticket or citation before? Were they let off with a warning before? And maybe now we need to take a little extra and be like, okay, well, my colleagues two years ago gave you a warning, but this time we're going to give you a civil penalty. Or do I need to give you a criminal citation? So for me, I look at the totality of all the circumstances on any interaction that I have with someone who technically broke the law. Now, this contextualized approach that you describe is fascinating. However, I think that a lot of people may be listening now in these heated times in which discussion of police conduct is first and foremost in, on a lot of people's minds. What is the sort of one thought that you would like to leave people with in order to sort of better understand what is it that you do as you go out into communities day in, day out and have to make these sort of intricate decisions on enforcement and context? I'll always say, right? Judge another person favorably. And that will go for the community judging us police officers and police officers judging the community. I think that's very important and should be brought back into the conversation. But for me personally, for example, I caught an individual two days ago while I was on patrol, not paying his fare in the subway. And I know that's a, a whole discussion in and of itself. But the fact of the matter was, was I approached him politely, respectfully. He was equally polite and respectful with me. And I just simply asked him, hey, why'd you do that? I'm standing right in front of the door. Why would you not pay your fare? And he said, officer, I apologize. I'm in a huge rush. I'm on my way to go mentor some kids for their football practice. I said, really? Okay. Young individual. I said, okay, no problem. Just do me a favor. When you go to teach these kids about the sport that you're mentoring them in, let them know the right way to do it is you ask for permission to walk through the gate instead of just taking it upon yourself to do it, especially if the police officer is standing right in front of the gate. He's like, you know what? You're right. I said, okay, no problem. And he's like, am I getting a ticket? I said, no, I, I think... You're young enough that this discussion served the purpose that it needed. You know, this is a, a verbal warning and we could take it on from there. Now, had this been an older individual and I decided to run their name in the database and all of a sudden I see they have tickets from here to tomorrow. Okay, well, clearly this is someone who just doesn't care about the rules. I would always say before we judge anyone, take that split second, you know, five seconds, take a deep breath and reassess the whole situation. Where's the officer coming from? Or, and also, where's the, the civilian coming from? Amen Sela. Officer Novikov, let me thank you, not just for being our guest today, but also for your service. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. 
I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one, or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.